Welcome back to tonight's edition of Daf Yomi. Daf Yomi is a presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Welcome to the vacation version of Daf Yomi. As many people are in different places. Um, today's Daf is Psachem Daf Samachay. Uh, we were in the middle of discussing the procedure of how the Korban Pesach was brought in the, in the base of Migdash and Erev Pesach. We spoke about how there was three different groups, and 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 when the groups would come in, the the doors of the Azara would lock, and then and then and then that, that there would be a shift. We spoke about the rows of Kohanim, some holding uh, silver. Uh, bowls and other holding gold bowls and the, the bowls didn't mix and, and and we said that the bowls were didn't have a flat bottom so they couldn't put it down so that the blood couldn't congeal and it was there was a there was a whole uh, not, 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 not to sound corny, corny it was a whole chagaja uh, uh, on uh, on that day so anyway so the Mishnah says we're at the two dots on the top second line of Samachem Yatsa Kasrishon says the first group left and eventually the third group entered. Tana. Hinikres Kas Atzlonis. The third group was called the lazy group because the members procrastinated to the last possible time to come. Of the Losagi, the Lavagi. But is it not is it not possible to properly offer the Pesa without this third group? Meaning, because the Pesach is support supposed to be offered in three shifts. We learned we learned the idea of three shifts. We learned that from Pesach. It said Kahal Adas Yisrael, which implies that that it was supposed to be brought in three shifts. So it was supposed to be brought in three shifts. So why are we being so negative? So 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 even that being said, that there's supposed to be three shifts, but 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 they still shouldn't come late. They should be, they, they should want to be the first shift, right? Kedetanya, as we learn in Ebrisa. Rabbi Yoimer, Iavshar lo olam, below basam, of below borsi. It's not possible for the world to function without perfume merchants and without tanners. Ashrei, Misha umaso, basam. Praiseworthy is, is, is someone whose occupation is, is the perfume merchant. Oilo, Misha umnaso, borsi. Woe is to the person who's the tanner. Why? Because the the uh, uh, the, the, the tanning process smelled really bad, uh, and, and 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 when you work in such a smell, you, you start to smell. So so it, it's not pleasant. The EF show the olam below zecharim of below nekevos, and it's not possible for the world to exist without males and without females. Ashrei mishabana of zecharim. Well, what is to those uh, happy, greatest to those who have, who have boys? Oilo, oilo, mishabana, nekevos. Always to those who have girls. Hence, here too, even though the Pesach is supposed to be offered in three shifts, in other words, the point of the Gemara is the point of the Gemara is that is that sometimes, um, even though it's you're necessary, but you still should have been counted in in the earlier. In, in the favorable group, not in the in in the last group. Um, the procedure on Shab, um, they did the same thing on Shabbos, except that the Kohanim, they they the Mishnah said that they rinsed the floor of the courtyard um, from the blood. Right, it says that there was a 
there was a water that ran underneath and they would they would plug it up uh, plug it up normally and when they plug it up the water would the water would overflow would clog up and you'd have they'd have a flood on the floor of the base of Megdash and then they would open up the the clog and then all the water would would, would rush out so so that was normally done because because uh, as you might imagine on Arab Pesach, there was this tremendous amount of of blood so but so apparently Chachamim did not uh, appreciate the fact that they did this process of rinsing on Shabbos. Shalom without consent of whom, according to which of the one of the Chachamim would it be prohibited for Chachamim to rinse the courtyard on Shabbos? Amar without the consent of Rabbi Elazar. Right. Why? Because the court, if, 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 if you follow the words of the Rabbanan, it's only a shvus. It's an Issa de Rabbanan. And Issa de Rabbanans don't apply in the base of Migdash. They ain't shvus, but Migdash does it. And, and we, don't, we don't have an Issa de Rabbanan in the Migdash. So it must be Shalobertson Rabbi Elazar. So what exactly is this dispute? The Tanya, we learn in Abraisa, Echara Cholev, someone who milks an animal. Who curdles milk, right? Uh, cheese, right? One who presses cheese, presses together individual curds to form a block of cheese. Um, what? Yeah, it's also, it's also, it also might be bone. To to gross the minimum size of, of a dried fig. one who sweeps the floor. The one who lays dust. He sprinkles water over the floor to prevent the dust from rising. one who removes loaves of honey. Honey comes from a beehive. He's in If you if you do any one of these things on Shabbos, Yechayim, if you did it, Beshogeg, Yechayim, Achatos, if you did it, Bemezid, Yechayim, Misa, and if you did any of these things on Yontif, Yechayim, Malchus. Anyway, so what comes out of this is that according to Rabbi Eleza, this it was it was not an Issa de Rabbanon, it was an Issa de Raisa. So that so that's why he didn't like that they did that in the base of English. So the Chum Omrim Echazeb Echazeb Enuel Mishumshuos. He says uh, all of these acts, sweeping the floor, laying the dust, or removing honey, uh, are all acts uh, that are derabbanan. Enuel Mishumshuos. The rabbis agree with Rabbi Elazar that the three acts mentioned in the first part of the brisa, milking, curding, and pressing cheese, is an isidores. Right. However, they dispute Rabbi Lez in regard to the Bryce's last three cases. According to their view, one is not high at a biblical level for sweeping, laying dust, since one does not intend to level out the floor with those acts. And Rabbi Lez, right, right, we said, we said putting sweeping uh, dirt into the holes is, is, on Shabbos is. Yeah, that, and it's considered bonet because it's, uh, you, you're, you're plugging up the holes uh, in the ground. So as we said, that was a, we said that was a problem. What? And the base of Megdash was tiles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, but we don't make 
I'm saying, but normally we say you don't make it. You don't make that differentiation. But the, but the main differentiation here is that if it's an issa derabbanan, then it doesn't apply in the base of migdash. Not because of the floor. It's just just practically, we say ancient was pemigdash. Whatever there, and, and, and the reason why we say ancient was pemigdash is as we always say, Kohanim is the reason because the Kohanim were very meticulous in their observance of, of the mitzvahs. So there was never a need to to be gozer uh, isurei the in the in the base of migdash. So right. So according to their view, one is not liable at the biblical level for sweeping and laying dust, since one does not intend to level out the floor. And the rabbis disagree. Rabbi loves the scriptural approval that removing honey loaves is analogous to uprooting. Okay, so what? They might have. But it says they did it. They just took home the money. No, if it's if it's rabbinic, it, it it doesn't matter because 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 you don't want to apply the rabbinics in the base of English. Right. Not in the base of English. Right. So I'm saying, did they do it in the first place? I mean, I would have. I don't know. Rabbi You could even argue that the, they washed the floor. Uh, uh, that sweeping the floor w- w- was against the rabbanon. For Rabbi Nassim, he detanya. Rabbi Nassim, Omer, Shavuos Tzricha Hitiro. They permitted in the base of Megiddo something normally prohibited as rabbinic only if it was needed. Shavuos She'enet Tzricha Lo Hitiro. But if it wasn't needed, so according to Rabbi Nassim, a rabbinic enactment is waived only for actions needed for the sacrificial service. Rinsing the floor is obviously not part of of the right. So they and they didn't have uh they didn't have a Shabbos coin come in, in the in the base of Migdash to to wipe up the uh, the floor. <laughs> no, obviously. We could have left it left it till Sunday. I don't know. No, we could have left it till uh, two days. <laughs> they did it. It sounds like they did. Yeah, but it seems like it was not all the Rabbanim. It seems it was selected Rabbanim. Anyway, Rabbi Hudomer, Kosayamale, the Kohen would fill a cup. Tanya. Rabbi Hudomer, Kosayamale Midama Tarobos. The Kohanim would fill a cup with blood of the Pesach offering that are intermingled on the floor. Right, right. They, they said that was the second act that they took blood from the floor and they and they threw that on the mizbeach. That if the blood of one of, of of someone of one of them who had brought the carpet had spilled on the floor before it was on the mizbeach, meaning meaning it, they did it as an act because in case somebody's blood didn't make it, so this sort of would be matir. Uh, everybody's blood. Uh, I'm not sure why, why you could do that. Rabbi Huda's ruling reflects concern about the people who brought their Pesach offering on Arab Pesach. The person who brought the offering whose blood spilled would not fulfill his obligation to bring the Pesach offering because an offering is absolutely invalid without his recon. Therefore, Rabbi Huda states that a Kohen should collect some blood from the floor, place it in a cliche race, and apply it to the Mizbeah. 
since the cut would presumably contain at least some of the spilled blood, the obligation of Zerika will be fulfilled through the single application and the peso offer would thus be valid. So it was a protection against uh, those that uh, didn't make it. This was not a day that if you uh, had a, 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 uh, an aversion to blood, this was not this was not a day to show up to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. right. Anyway, Amrlo the Rabbi Huda. So they said to Rabbi Huda, "Valo, lonis kabel, But the blood was not received in a meaning. Meaning, Zrika Saddam. This, this, we said there's three steps. There, there's Kabbalah Saddam that they had to receive the blood in a klishares. Um, and that didn't happen. It was directly on the floor, and they picked it up at a klishares. They had to be holcha, had to walk it towards it was bare. We said yesterday that 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 although there was this long line, that there was probably at least some motion in the direction of the mizbeah, and and, and then the zrika. So, alone is So, what is the use then of filling the cup with blood from the floor uh, uh, and applying it to the mizbeah? The Mishnah in Zvachim states that the blood of an offering spilled directly from the animal's neck to the floor without ever being received in a cliche race, it is invalid for any of Hodim. You can't, can't, I can't imagine that they're missed completely. <laughs> like, like, like I'm sure at Shkita, a lot of blood came out. So, so they had the... <laughs> it's like a, if you had the cup, you had to get some of it in, in, in there. <laughs> and then, then he got hit by a rude awakening. <laughs> right. They say they, they say that uh, if you watch the Empire kosher video about Shita, you'll never eat meat again. <laughs> somehow, some, somehow, somehow I, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> right. I don't know. Wouldn't phase me. <laughs> I'd be grossed out, but uh, what? Every year, every day, <laughs> every day. Right? No, but no, but but the, but it was particularly intense on Arab Pesach because he had all these. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a hundred times the amount of korbanos that were that were brought on a regular basis. Right? So it was, it was very intense. Yeah. Anyway, Minoyade. So how did the Chum know that the blood on the floor was never in a cliche race? Well, maybe it was. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how did they miss completely? Huh? It says it had to go to the floor. No, no, everyone agrees it has to be in a cliche. That's a halacha. But I'm saying, but how did it, I, I think the question is, how did they know that it, it, it never got there, really? The sages seemed to be stating the blood definitely spilled out of the incision directly onto the floor. But Rabbi Huda was not discussing a known blood spill. He was merely stating his concern that the blood of some of the animals might have spilled and might have spilled. So I'm thinking, right. So the impression you get is that it spilled from a clichoris, not from the animal. That's not a spill, that's a flow. Anyway, this is what they meant to say then. Shemalone is Kaba Bakli. Not definitely it wasn't in a clee. Maybe the blood that you're picking up was never miscabal in a clee, and, and it's no good. 
So, so yeah, so, so Taka answered them. He said, no, I only meant if, if, it, if it was in a kui. It wasn't in a kui. I, 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 I didn't mean it. What? No, he's saying he's saying that's not what he meant. He said he meant he meant it had to have been in a cleat first. At some point. And then it spilled from the cleat. Rabbi Huda requires this cup of blood to be thrown only because of the possibility that the blood of one of the pace lords might not have been thrown. H- how can he know that the blood in the cup was definitely received in a clusharis? Uh, perhaps it spilled straight from the incision and the application serves no purpose to rectify the possible situation. Right, so that's Maria's question. But now you have to say, how did he know? So the answer is Kohanim's reasoning. Okay, now that's the answer. The Kohanim are alert. And they know, and they'll know if the blood is, is, is it was in a cliche or not. You have to have both Right, so I, 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 th- I think he felt that, I think he felt that, that the chances of, of no blood being in a cliche race is not possible. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I don't know because I don't because I don't I don't know how any other way they could have measured that. Yeah. yeah, but 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 the assumption was that there was blood there was blood some the the assumption was that there was blood. Right? What? Yeah, that there was blood in the cliche race that fell on, on, on onto the floor. They can't be that all the blood just came out of the animal. Right? No, 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 definitely mixed. But I'm saying, but, 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 but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Then, if you think about uh, again, I never, I never saw this because I didn't. When you shot the cow, a bull, well, that was a lamb here. Yeah, I haven't done a lamb. But the blood, it, it, it doesn't trickle. It's it shoots right. So, so if you have a, a, a Right, so if you have a clee, it's not going to miss the whole clee. There's too much of it. But if I'm holding a, a base, right, it's going to catch it. So so even if it went on the floor, but some of the blood, that, and then I spilled it afterwards, but some of it's got to have been in a clee. You can't, you, unless you're really totally, uh, <laughs> as I said before, you're, so you're in for a rude awakening if, if you're not paying attention. <laughs> What is it? What is it? He's an occasional shocker. No, no, he's not shocker at all. What? So what does he do with the cow? Oh, they cut it up, right? And he takes it. He takes it to the slaughterhouse. Oh, is that? You mean he, he buys the cow and has? Buys the cow, yeah. He does the mitzvah. Yeah, he feeds it and everything. He shows them the whole thing. And he shows them the equivalent when they shack it. And like a water. I'm sure it's a big animal. It's not like a. Uh, I've seen skate on a chicken. That I have seen. That's not as gross. Yeah, it's got, uh, that's why. So it was about here, you know, on, on Arapesa, there was blood all over the place. That there had to be. No, but but but, but I think he's saying that it's impossible that there was not something in it from a cliche artist. I think I was just saying. Yeah. Uh, so then the Gemara asked a funny question. Is the reason am I mishtapet? So he said, he says, he says, if they were, if the Kohanim were careful, then how did it spill? <laughs> what kind of question is that? 
So. It says about five lines in the bottom. Why does it spill it all? Because of, of their diligence and what they are doing, it can spill from the rush. Right. <laughs> it's normal when you deal with these kind of things that something's going to spill. That is while they're running to bring the blood to the Mizpeah and apply it there, the bowl, the bowl of the blood can slip from their hands. So... Um, in camp, we used to have a, 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 at the end of color war, they used to have a, an Apache relay. So, so at the end of the Apache relay, the last thing they had to do is they had to take a garbage can and they had a, a, a you know, take a small garbage can and they had to fill, they had to take little cuffs and then, the, and then fill, the first team that it flows over uh, wins the race. So, so now, no, but you didn't just have a faucet next to it. You had to run from one end to the other with the cup. So if you ran if you ran too fast, the, the cup would spill, and then you would uh, then you would lose uh, you know what you're trying to to, to accomplish. So that's what he's saying. He's saying that that uh, there's so much going on that there's going to be spillage. Um, anyway, But if this is just your question, if it's true that that a great deal of blood that drained is intermingled with the lifeblood that spilled out of the sacred vessel. Why collect blood from the floor and apply it to Mizbeah when most of the blood on the floor is blood that drained, which is unfit for application? That's the question, right? As you're saying, it can't be all the blood was in a cliche race. A lot of it had to be from the animal. My, my, my other question is, is uh, I didn't know that they, they, um, they shechted so close to the Mizbeah. And I guess the Gemara is noting that most of the blood on the courtyard floor is not lifeblood that spilled from a receiving vessel. Rather, it drained from the necks of a slaughtered offering after their lifeblood has been received. Hence, whatever little lifeblood is on the floor should lose its legal identity under the principle of vital, which states that a mixture of things of differing legal status assumes the legal status of the majority. This leads us to the Gemara's question, what is accomplished by filling a cup with a mixture of blood from the courtyard floor and throwing it and throwing it? when the lifeblood within the mixture has lost its identity. Such an act is legally meaningless because the lifeblood is not, from a legal perspective, been thrown upon the misbehavior. So what, so what was the point? So the, the, the bottom line is, what, what was the point of this act? Rabbi Huda al-Tame. So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Huda al-Tame, who says, Dama tamsis, Dama yehu. He says that the draining blood is bona fide blood, meaning, meaning that it's, it's the same blood According to Rabbi Huda, draining blood is considered legal blood. Therefore, although the floor contains a mixture of life blood and blood that is drained, the Zerika will still be effective. So he held that, that all the blood is the same. That it doesn't have to be, it doesn't only have to be that initial, that initial shot. It could be uh, any of the blood that came from the animals considered right. I don't think everybody agrees with that. Uh, so, so the Gemara says, the um, Tanya. We learn in a brisa, dama tamsis basora, blood that 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 drained is forbidden, minatora, uh, but not punished with kares like like consumption of life blood. Meaning, meaning when a forbidden consumption of animal blood uh, on pain of kares, Torah alludes to the life blood. This excludes the blood that is drained, uh, both of a sacrifice and order from the prohibition and its accompanying punishment. 
But the Torah states four more times that animal blood may not be consumed. Tanakama expounds one of the warning to be teaching the consumption of blood that drain is forbidden, even though it's not chorus. Right. So he says that even though it's not the, the original blood that comes out of the, the shrita, but you're still not allowed to, to, to drink it. Right. Rabbi Huda Omer, be chorus. Rabbi Huda says the one that consumes the blood that drain gets chorus. Rabbi Huda equates all the bloods and says they're all, they're all the same. Now I, I'm not I'm not sure how you know the difference uh, uh, on a practical level. I guess I guess if you see what you see the blood that comes out, maybe. But I'm saying, but later on, how do you know the difference that which is which blood? Uh, uh, that is. Maybe maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yamara Vamar Yehuda. Oh, so based on that, if he holds that all the bloods are the same, then we understand why he could sprinkle from the from the floor. The Amar Rabbi Loza, Rabbi Yehuda in Kapara. Rabbi Yehuda, however, agrees by Kapara Shena Mechaper that it has to be the Damachai Shenamar Ki Adam Hu Banefesh Yichaper, meaning meaning that Dam Shanefesh Yotzeh Bo Mechaper, blood through which life escapes is Mechaper. The initial spurt of blood after the incision is made in the animal. So, right. So, in order to accomplish kapara, so let's say it's a korban chatas or something like that, it has to be that that initial uh, blood uh, that's sprinkled on the mizbeah. Um, that's what gets. Uh, um, that's what gets um, the kapara. So, so what? Right. No, but, but, but it's all similar. But all, we, we say any korban is mechaper. Every, every korban has the status of kapara. So, so, the, the, so again, so, so the question is, and why did Rabbi Huda say that any, just to sprinkle the blood from the floor? El Rabbi Huda, the tamay dama, ain dama vatel dama. Oh, so that's a different reason. He says, even though there's a small amount of blood that's on the floor, right? Um, that's from the original blood that spurred it out, and that mixes with the with the rest of the blood. And and, and although we suggested before that there might be an Indian of pito, Rabbi Huda held there's no such thing. Min bimino, because it's it's one thing. Um, therefore, even if most of the blood collected from the courtyard floor is blood and drained in only in small amount is spilled, the application is still valid. Tanya. No, so for other korbanos, it's it's not kapara, but not but not uh, but but for the pesach, it was it was because here it wasn't so much kapara. You weren't you weren't yotze the chiyav without uh, without some kind of sprinkling of the blood. So he needed something. So he felt that he, no, but but then he'll also say, but since it's he holds it because he had some of the blood, the initial blood, because he holds that it, it's not it's not bato. It's it's all it's all one blood. So 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 he'll argue that no that the the dam and Ephesh is actually being being sprinkled on them as bad because it's no ain't ain't dam of dam. That's what it was. No, so right, but but so say here that that 
he'll say here that, that in this case, since it's since the you still have the Dhamma Nefesh, that it's still good. Therefore, even if most of the blood is collecting is is drained, only a small spill uh, uh, spill lifeblood, the application of the is still valid because you have some of the of the Dhamma Chaim. Tanya. According to your opinion, the blood was not collected from the courtyard floor on every Pesach. Why did they plug the hole of the courtyard wall so that the blood would gather on the courtyard floor? Uh, there was a hole in the wall of the courtyard, which was ordinarily left open. This allowed the blood of the courtyard floor to drain into the canal leaning out of the, the, the complex. On Arapesa, however, the hole would be plugged. Rabbi Huda assumes that the hole was plugged for the purpose of fulfilling his suggestion to ensure that blood from all the offerings remained in the courtyard floor to be gathered into a cliche race for one combined application. Hence, he cited the plugging as a proof uh, uh, of his contention that the blood was indeed gathered from the floor on Arapesa. So, Lama Poke Amrulo, Shavahu Libne Aram. They plugged the hole. As a credit to the sons of Aaron, Sheyelchu Ad Arbu Badam, right? That's a famous image. That no, they plugged it to show that how far the Kohanim were willing to go to to to, to fulfill their avoda, that they were even willing to uh, plug the hole all the way up to their uh, um, to their uh, knees. That's like the uh, um, what's that commercial with the. The cranberry juice, right? Oh. Yeah, when they're standing in, 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 in the pit. Bird's eye. Yeah, bird's eye. Yeah. One of those, yeah. Uh, but the blood on the floor would inter- would, would be a chatzitza between the feet of the Kohan. Oh, so how could that be? Right, so we have a rule that the Kohan would have to be standing on the floor. And the blood would be, uh, it would be so much blood, it would be uh, a, a chatzitza. So the Gemara says, Lachu no, it's wet, so that's not called a chatzitza. Blood, ink, milk, honey, if they're dry, they're a chatzitza. Okay. Uh, but the, the, the garments of the Kohan will become stained. Um, if a Kohen's garments were soiled and he performed an avoda, avoda psua. So now that, how could the Kohanim perform the avoda with the blood smeared clothes? And if you say they lifted their vestments up so that the blood would not stain them, it says in the Pasuk, his fitted linen tunic. Mido can be also. He fitted tunic teaches that every vestment of each individual Kohen must be fitted according to his size. So the vestments will neither be too short or too long. So you weren't allowed to pick it up. For example, his tunic must just reach the floor. This does not mean that the Kohen may not momentarily lift up his vestments. Rather, it means that, that, that if they are raised by a belt, they raise part, the raised part is considered to be cut off from the vestment. Here, when the hands of the Kohen were occupied with carrying out the avoda, he would have to keep his vestments raised with his belt, which would invalidate any service of the right. So Yosir. So this require this requires a Kohen to form the avoda in his full-length vestments. He may not lift them to protect them from the blood on the floor. The question therefore remains: how would the Kohan permitted to perform the avoda uh, uh, 
if blood accumulated on the floor. So I say, what what other option was there? <laughs> so Baholachas Ivar and Lakevis. The Bryce is dealing with conveying their limbs and sacrificial pites uh, parts to the to the right. So they had to bring the so after they shaked the korban, they had to bring the the set the, the parts of the animal to, to the Mizbeah. The lava vodahi. And bringing that was not considered an avoda. Only bring only bringing the blood to the mizbeach is considered an avoda. Not bringing the, the animal. I think we saw. I think we said a couple of weeks ago that we even sometimes they would leave it uh, on the mizbeach overnight and then and they would burn it in the morning. Below, But we have a rule that if if only a kohen is allowed to do it, then it's not considered an avoda, the Tanya. Kohen shall bring it all to the Mizbeah. That's the bringing of the of the limbs to the to the to the to the what's it called? To the Mizbeah. So so how could you say that not? So Anyway, Ella Baholachas Eitzim Lamarach. We're talking about uh, uh, when the blood would, they, they would walk with the blood when they were carrying the wood to the Mizbeh, the lava vodahi. But still, when the Kohanim were carrying the ramp, they, there was still the blood. Hechi Azli, so how did they walk without soiling their, their garments? They walked on platforms that were set upon the courtyard floor. So, why is that not a, a problem? These platforms are built onto the courtyard floor, and such they are considered an extension of the floor and are not considered a chatzitza between. <laughs> they walked on stilts. They walked, they had like a, like an obstacle course. They had to walk from one, uh, uh, one thing to the other. Yeah, they had to be in good shape, these guys. Ketza told them Afshitin. Last thing the mission discussed was how they hung the animal to flay them. He tore it open and removed the sacrificial parts. That sounds pretty like, not fun. And he put them in a bowl and burned them. But did he burn it himself? The one who flayed the animal was presumably a non-Kohen and only a Kohen was allowed to burn it. So Mishta means that the non-Kohen placed the parts in a bowl in order that it should be burnt on the Mizpeah. Yatsa bas kas vishona, tana kolecha ve'echad no sin piskal ba'oro. Each and every one would put his Pesach in, it, in its skin when they were walking home, umafshil achor, and swung it behind them. Amrav Ilyash, tayaros, like Arab merchants, that's how they used to carry uh, the Korban. Hajan Allah, tamit, tamit nishkat. I think we should just stop here and just uh, stop, we'll stop from the Mishnah tomorrow night because we're going to end up doing it anyway. <laughs> All right, so we'll stop here.